We are coming off one of the busiest seasons of the year. Last week was Christmas, and I hope that you all had a wonderful, blessed holiday with your families. But I'm wondering, how are you feeling? If you need a little reset, a little rest, a little motivation to get things back on track, you are not alone, right? Many of us fall out of our good habits and routines over the holidays and then we're kind of left overwhelmed trying to put the pieces back together. So today we're talking about the one habit that's going to have a huge impact to really help you and give you the motivation and the energy to get all of those little pieces back on track. So grab a pen and paper to take notes and let's dive in. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is gonna keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. Welcome back to the Nourished Mom podcast. I hope that you all had a wonderful Christmas and are getting ready for the new year. I love New Year's. Um, I think it's an awesome time to reset and reevaluate and get some pieces moving to help us to make our lives look the way that we want them to look and to do the things that God puts on our heart and really be intentional about it. That's my jam over here at The Nourished Mom. So make sure you keep tuning in to hear about all of the awesome routines and habits that you can implement to help you reach your goals. And while we're at it, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes. Now, before we get started, I'm just going to read today's featured review from Cassandra MB. She said, I loved your podcast. I took so many good mental notes from your podcast and was able to learn things to help me from blowing up on my kids because I'm constantly stressed. I will be singing more around the house. I loved that I was able to listen and glean from your knowledge. Thank you. God bless. Thank you, Cassandra. That warms my heart. And and if you're wondering what she's talking about, singing reduces your stress by activating your parasympathetic nervous system. So feel free to pretend your life is a musical and go around your house singing, and I bet you will feel better for it. All right, so let's get into it today. We are talking about the one habit that if you implement this, it's going to help you with all of the other things, all of the things you're trying to get back on track because I know that you've probably let a lot of things slide over the holidays because even I do. I'm a time management coach and I coach routines and habits and I let the things slide over the holidays too. And then I'm like, oh man, this is disastrous. We need to pick them back up and get things moving again. Because when we get busy, we tend to ditch 
all of our good habits, the ones that keep our energy up, the ones that keep our stress low, somehow they seem to be the first to go. And then we get a little more cranky, our mood gets a little poor, we start overreacting on the people around us, our energy is low, so we don't have the motivation to do the things that we know we should do and want to do. Like, what is happening? I want you to take a look at what might be happening. Because I know for a lot of you, it is this one thing. So when I look back over the last few weeks, I realize that there was a couple of key things going on. The main one being I was staying up later than usual, right? I get excited about the holiday, the planning, I'm Googling gifts, and not to mention for some crazy reason, we started painting uh, the inside of our house during Christmas season, which I don't... (laughs) I don't know why we decided to do that, but then we wanted to get it done before Christmas because all of our family was coming over and we wanted to surprise them and be like, hey, look what we did. But that just added like a whole nother level of things that we had to do. But anyhow, so we were staying up late and I wasn't well rested, which is a huge problem because studies show that there's a correlation between lack of sleep and an increase in anxiety. And when we're anxious, we're on edge, we're overwhelmed, we're less patient with our kids, we tend to overreact when they give us pushback about the assignments or about any of the things. It's like we just, we don't have the capacity, the mental capacity to be calm. And this is a vicious cycle because we're tired, so we get less done, which makes us more overwhelmed and anxious because we're not getting the things done, right? So this is a cycle. And it's really difficult to focus when you're tired, right? You lose your train of thought. It takes longer to get the things done. And it like literally physically hinders your logical reasoning and impairs your judgment, which is like a no-go as moms, right? As moms, we have to make a lot of decisions every day from easy ones like, can I have this candy cane at six in the morning? to the harder ones like... You know, what are we going to do for curriculum or how do we handle our kids' behavior when they're making poor decisions with their friends or whatever it might be. But our ability to make good decisions is going to affect our home life. It's going to affect our kids. It's going to affect your relationships. And you might make poor decisions. Like it might seem easier to let your kids have that extra screen time or those extra cookies because you don't have the energy to deal with it right now. But then you're going to be dealing with it later when they're off the wall at dinner time. So I was in a mom's group on Facebook recently and someone asked if it was better to get to bed early or to stay up late to have alone time and get the things done. And almost everyone commented that it was better to stay up late. But I'm here to tell you that although in our minds that makes sense, like, oh, we stay up late, we get more things done, we have time to ourselves. evidence says otherwise. It's important that you get to bed early and that you're well rested and have the energy to get the things done so you don't have to stay up late to get the things done, right? If you're staying up late to get the things done, then you have low energy and then you got to stay up late to get the things done again. It's another one of those vicious cycles. So what about if we wake up early and start our day with the alone time? Or we wake up early and we start our day with checking something off of our list. It's going to start your day, set your day up for success and give you more motivation to do the other things that you want to get done. 
In those 20 minutes that you're sitting on your couch when your kids are sleeping of scrolling Facebook or on Netflix aren't really worth the negative effects that you're going to get from a lack of sleep. It affects your day negatively in so many ways. It has direct effects, but it also has lots of indirect effects too. So I'm going to give you a little peek into my life into what was happening. Because I was staying up late, I was tired in the morning, obviously, right? That's what happens which meant I was barely getting in my time with God. So the morning time, I usually spend time with the Lord while my kids are still tired. And this time with God transforms my day because the Holy Spirit transforms my heart. I get the right perspective. I get more patience. And I just, I take that time to cover my family and my friends and my home in prayer. And I'm here to tell you the power of prayer is real. John 14, 13 to 14 says, Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Like, we don't want to skimp on prayer. So I wasn't getting my time with God. I wasn't exercising, which was a bummer because exercising increases our energy. It improves our mood and reduces our stress. So that one habit of getting to bed on time has huge impacts on our life, on my life and yours. And if you want to be able to keep up with all of the things, if you want to feel good and balanced, you really have to get enough sleep. So if you're having trouble getting to bed on time, the first thing you have to do is you have to really believe the benefits. And I can tell you the benefits all day. I can tell you about the science behind focus and energy and motivation. But if you don't want to make a change, you need to sit back and consider why. Maybe you cherish your alone time and I get it. But how are you spending that time that you consider your alone time at night? Is it actually benefiting you? Are you connecting with your husband? Are you doing something that fills you up? Or are you scrolling on Facebook wasting time? So consider this. If you were well rested, your perspective is going to be more positive. You're going to be less stressed. You're going to be more focused. Maybe you wouldn't feel like you needed that time as much. Maybe you'd have the capacity to find pockets in your day for those things that you enjoy for that alone time. And I'm not going to say, like, I'm not saying that you don't need alone time. Like, I think that is definitely a priority. I'm just saying that it doesn't have to be late at night where it's impairing your ability to sleep. So you have to decide that getting enough sleep is something that you want. And then we can work on the rest of the things. So the next thing you have to do Set up a bedtime routine. If you're having a hard time getting to bed, a routine can definitely help you. So figure out what time you need to get to sleep in order to get about eight hours of sleep. What time do you have to or do you want to wake up and then work backwards? So I need to be asleep around 10 because I like to work up at, wake up at 5.30 so I have a good amount of time before my kids are up and needing me. So are there things that you need to do or want to do before you get to bed. How long will that take you? So I like to wind down. I like to bring my tea upstairs, read my Bible, pray, and I, that takes me about 30 minutes. And this is this is my alone time at night. So I actually have alone time in the morning and I have alone time at night if nobody wakes up and I'm lucky. But that 30 minutes that I spend in the Bible, that I spend journaling, that I spend Um, praying, that fills me up. That is my alone time. What could that look like for you? Is there something that you could do to wind down that could help you to feel peaceful and rested and get ready for bed? 
So that's 30 minutes. So if I wanna be asleep at 10, that brings me to 9.30. And then I have to think like, are there other things that I have to do before I go upstairs? Like I need to make sure everything's in order. Are the lights off? If Did I brush my teeth and wash my face? Do I have to let the dog out real quick? I give myself 15 minutes for that. So that's a total of 45 minutes of my bedtime routine, my alone time, my chill time, and the 15 minutes of like making sure the house is in order. So if I wanna be asleep for 10, I'm gonna start my routine at 9.15. So you figure yours out. Do you want a downtime routine? Um, and what things do you have to do before you get to bed? Calculate how much time you think that is, and then that's when you start your bedtime routine. So the other thing that you wanna consider is what is the cue that triggers you to start this routine? So this is something that I talk about all the time with my clients because a cue is like what's gonna make your brain go into automatic mode. Like, oh, yep, that's my signal and now I do this routine and it makes it easier for you to get in that pattern of a routine. But for lots of us at nighttime, there isn't a natural cue. It's not like during the day, um, your baby goes for a nap, that's a cue for you to do the dishes. Or your baby goes for a nap, that's a cue for you to read your Bible. Like nighttime, a lot of times we could just stay up all night on Netflix, chilling. And that could not be good for us. <laughs> so is there a natural cue? If you have one, that's awesome. Like maybe your husband goes to bed at the same time every night. So that can be your cue to go to bed um, or something like that. But if not, set an alarm. And that can just be the cue that you're using. So I set my alarm at 9.15, it goes off, and then my husband's like, oh, it's already time for bed. <laughs> every night, it's so funny. Um, pretty much the same thing every night. And I'm like, yep, it's 9.15, and then I start my routine. And then the other thing I want you to consider is do you need someone to hold you accountable? Because it's easy to say these things, like we wanna do them and they sound good, but if you don't have that intrinsic motivation, if you don't have the motivation to do it on your own, having someone hold you accountable can be the key to helping you get this started. So your husband, can he hold you accountable? Can you tell him that this is something that you wanna set up in your life and ask him to like hold you accountable? I can hold you accountable. I can help you set up effective routines. If you wanna book a coaching call, I'm gonna be there texting you and checking up on you. You cannot escape from me. <laughs> I will make sure you get the routines done. Um, jump in the Facebook group and say you need an accountability partner. Find a friend, someone that's going to hold you accountable because if this is important to you, which I think we've decided, then let's get it done. Let's do it so you can have the energy, you can have the motivation and the focus to have your day go smoothly and make your day look the way you want it to look and be intentional about your time, be intentional about the things that God is calling you to. And I know some of you are so resistant to the idea of going to bed early. But honestly, early, it just depends on what time you have to wake up. So for some people, 7 is early. For some people, 10 is early. For some people, 12 is early. It really just depends on what time you have to be on in the morning. What time do you have to be somewhere? What time do your kids need you? So early is a relative term. But the idea of getting 8 hours of sleep a night that is basic science. And if you wanna feel your best, it's something that you really should make a priority. So get to it, walk out these steps, decide that it's important to you, then set up a bedtime routine, figure out your cue, figure out the timing, what you want your routine to look like, and then get an accountability partner, me, your husband, someone else, to help you make this happen. 
All right, I hope that the Lord blesses you this week. I hope that you get motivated to make some positive changes for the new year and keep tuning in for all the tips and tricks and habits and routines on how to balance all of the things of mom life and homeschool life and all the things you got going on because you can do it. God has picked you for the task. He has chosen you for the things that he is calling you to, and he will equip you. All right, God bless. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you or inspired you in any way, could you please take a minute to write a review on Apple Podcast? Writing a review is the number one way that you can help me to reach more moms just like you. And reading your reviews truly inspires me and encourages me to keep doing this work. Also, don't forget to connect with other like-minded mamas in our Facebook community so that we can encourage and uplift each other on this journey. The link to the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and may your heart overflow with God's peace and love. God bless.